This episode is brought to you by Garden Cult, garden design and coaching. For a 15% discount on virtual garden consultations and coaching sessions, use code HRN15. Learn more at gardencult.com. This week on Meet and 3, we're foraging. From Prospect Park to an iPhone app, what does it mean to find our own food? We've recorded, I think, over 1,300 species of fungi occurring in New York City. You know, my ingredients are making themselves, and so that rather than having the stress of needing to source the things I need, I can just walk out my back door and I can have them. Foraging overall is born out of living with the land and with the seasons by indigenous people. Tune in to Meet and 3, available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Life's of Ben Affleck. Your favorite fucking actor in the whole universe, mm-hmm. Ben Diane Affleck. Yes. <laughs> With your host, me, Ben Affleck. <laughs> okay. And me, Ben Affleck. Amazing. Double Afflecks. Where does Casey Affleck factor into this whole podcast? I don't know. Like almost canceled, right? Yeah. Nearly canceled. Yet I loved him when he played that ghost in a sheet. Um, Did you see that movie? I never oh, saw I, that. I've seen it many times. It's actually very, very good, that movie. Oh, okay. Mostly because he's in a sheet all, the whole time. And it's got like Rooney Watcher Madure in it. Yes. Rooney Watcher Madure is excellent. There's Rooney actually. Rooney McClanahan. Yes. Rue McClanahan. <laughs> Hanahan. Oh, Hanrahan. <laughs> Well, folks, I guess you already probably guessed it from the tone of our voices. We have no topic today. We're going to be free balling. Free balling. Everywhere. Free bleeding. Um, but I do want to re-approach something that we just talked about right before we started recording, which is what is that movie, Dead and Loving It? It's like something too, Dead and Loving It. But what is it? I don't really know. <laughs> That's like a great Leslie question. Nielsen, isn't it? Oh, can we maybe, can we get a little look up here? Okay, yeah. Okay, great. I'll speak while you're looking that up. <laughs> We were, I'm, Nicole asked me before we logged on, how am I? And to which I replied flatly, quite bad, actually. (laughs) Uh, It's disappointing. I figured I'd be good. I just got back from vacation, but alas, uh, I am not. I'm doing bad. And then before we, we, right before we logged on, I said, who cares? We're probably all dead. So Nicole said, dead and love, if I'm dead, who cares? I'm dead and loving it, baby. (laughs) Oh, it's a, it's a. Famous Mel Brooks movie called Dracula, Dead and Loving It. Oh, Sorry, my God. <laughs> Dude, that movie is incredible. <laughs> I haven't thought about it in so long, but I'm going to watch it tonight because I need a little bit of a giggle. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, you know, some, team, some movie titles just get stuck in your head. Dracula, Dead and Loving God bless you, Mel Brooks. <laughs> God bless you. You're so old and small and so funny. Also, so this came out in 95, so I I can only assume that it's a spoof. I mean, it is a spoof of Brand Stoker's Dracula, but I'm assuming that it's the spoofing the one with, like, Winona Ryder and it Keanu is. Reeves. It yeah. is, and there's a character actor <laughs> in there <laughs> who plays, like, the sidekick who's really amazing. I can't remember. I really remember very little about it, but it is great. And 
I love Leslie Nielsen. Oh, yeah. He's great and very handsome. Very handsome. I mean, he's proud. I don't really know what his belief system was, but I don't care because <laughs> he has a head of hair. He kind of looks like an older Don Draper to me, who is my number one crush of all time. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Um, you know, he just is so handsome. Like, prime Leslie Nielsen is obviously airplane, but... yes. That's good Nielsen, but I'm a naked gun Nielsen kind of gal. Oh, I love all the naked guns. 33 to third. Yes, amazing with uh, your favorite actor, America's sweetheart, O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson and my namesake, Anna Nicole Smith. Oh my God, Anna <laughs> Nicole Smith. Did you ever listen to the uh, uh, You're Wrong About about Anna Nicole Smith? Oh yeah. Wonderful Very episode. Sad. Very, very sad. But they do a very good job on that show of, like, giving the real deal on a lot of things, but especially the ones that she does, that Sarah Marshall does about um, maligned women, and that was one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Also, I feel like everybody knows about this podcast, but if you don't, You're Wrong About is a famous, famous podcast. Pretty sure it hit number one on iTunes. It's Uh, great. I love it. You turned me on to it, and I'm hooked. (laughs) And I don't listen to it anymore. I think it's because, I guess, I don't know what why I stopped listening to it, but I think it's because you like put people onto things because you're like a you you find good stuff and then you tell people about it and then everyone like is like oh my god this is my thing now and you're like whatever I'm over that. But I don't think I mean I would be willing to admit if I thought I just don't listen to it because it just got too cool. But I don't. I feel like I would still listen. I still listened to my favorite murder for a long time and then eventually I was like bar for Reno. <laughs> You're a barfarino instead of a murderino? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that um, reminds me of beefaroni, my favorite food. <laughs> yes. How do they get all the beef in that little pasta shell? Um, I'm also, <laughs> I'm broadcasting live today, oh. Tuesday, June something. What is the date today? I think it's like June 78th or something. It's like June, it's like June... 22nd, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's my birthday. Oh, congrats. <laughs> Thank um, you. Yeah, it's June 22nd at 625 p.m. And I'm broadcasting live for the first time from my mansion in Indianapolis. Before, I was always at my parents' house because I didn't have the internet. Oh, well, I'm so glad that you have the internet. Do you have any hilarious misfortunes that have happened to you in your apartment recently? Well, no. Actually, things have been sort of coming together, although you can't tell it by looking. My apartment looks like a disaster. But... um. I, my sister came into town this weekend to visit with my parents for Father's Day and with me. She saw my apartment for the first time and she, we ate at my, the restaurant that I work at and we hung out. But, um, she ended up spending the night at my parents' house the following evening and I refused. I wanted to drive all the way back to my house <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning while barely awake. Um, but so in the morning I was like tired and groggy and I had to pack up all my stuff for the weekend because I was going to go to St. Louis for one night too. Cause it's, and I left my window unit on in my apartment for like three days. I, I distinctly remember turning it off. So I'm convinced that someone broke into my apartment to keep you cool, left the air unit on. Yeah. And then snuck out. Did um, you find any big piles of human feces anywhere? That's usually a dead giveaway. No, but I mean, nothing else 
was changed. But there's, the only other explanation is that I would have left my window unit on, which is not true. It's not possible. <laughs> I pay the electric bill around here. Sure. Um, That's scary. Maybe so, it's a, a haunted, uh, a haunted uh, AC. Yeah. Well, basically, it's an old unit. It just like, came with the apartment. And I think it, I killed it. Because when I came home, <laughs> it just like, we're, like barely blowing out any air at all. And I was like, oh, oh no. That sucks. That's after, disappointing. After running nonstop for 72 hours, that was it. Uh, I told my friend, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and I was like talking about, um, apartment horror stories when you let people stay in your place and something happens. And my friend told me when she was in her twenties, she let her like little cousin stay at her place and they dropped the fucking AC unit. They like opened the window that the AC unit was closed in and it dropped out of their window into like a building underneath them and went through the roof. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. I'll tell you my greatest fear. I mean, my greatest fear is to drop it onto someone. Well, and kill yeah. them. <laughs> like a cartoon style and they just flatten out. Um, no, but, they would just be like severely injured. Dead. Yeah, they would perish. But like, <laughs> then I started reading all of these like Airbnb horror stories. Well, that's the thing because Airbnb is literally just like letting strangers stay at your house at all times. Right. And I mean, I've told you my Airbnb horror story when the Australians burned the pizza or whatever the fuck they burned. Never, ever, ever let an Australian anywhere near you. (laughs) That's the moral of the story. Yes. I think, well, um, my Australian friends, if you are listening to the podcast, we're just kidding. All of Australia, please, you're on notice. Get with the program. Learn to tip. Stop dropping things and burning pizza. But, um, no, in all seriousness, some terrible things really happen to people. Uh, like, these, this one couple was just, like, sleeping, and all of a sudden this, like, naked owner, homeowner, like, came in and had, like, a baseball bat and tried, like, you know, smacking him with a baseball bat. I think they got away. That's the only reason I'm repeating the story. But how scary! Wait, that I saw something on Twitter about them like literally adding airbnb being like right now the owner is threatening us and we don't have anywhere else to go airbnb please help us <laughs> like, and then like, ashton kutcher was like just you're just being punked <laughs> they're like no we're actually stuck here and it's like 2 a.m and we can't find another place to stay and he's like just kidding you're punked no i'm just kidding he like rips his face off like he's wearing a, a mask of a crazed man you're punked i actually just saw <laughs> speaking of punked um i saw i never watched that show really um oh you're really missing out it was great no, I, know, I mean i feel like i would like it but i also i just like i get my feelings get really hurt when people are like embarrassed or like upset so it's hard for me to watch um so <laughs> you're an empath yeah but there's one there's one that I, I think I definitely have seen, but I don't really remember the details, but they posted it on Twitter and they're like, never forget this moment of Justin Timberlake on punk. And they like punked him by like, basically, I guess, impersonating police officers and saying mm-hmm. that they're going to arrest him. And he starts crying. Yeah. He's a <laughs> little bitch. And I mean, I don't like to even use that word, but if we are going to, it represents Justin Timberlake, who is another celebrity that I just have no love for. I'm sorry. Just like at all. The, like crying and then being like, you're on uber national television mtv yeah he's a <laughs> every little, teen in the world is seeing this right now he's a little baby and like i don't really know i like found a picture of justin and Brittany the other day where he's wearing that whole denim outfit like the oh, denim no they are wearing a denim outfit. yes now she looks great in the denim but i just am like why did we like why do we like this guy 
Um, well, you know, I like he's that album jerk. Justified, and he's hot, you know? I do not agree with that. To me, he does not look hot. He looks like a <laughs> ferret. And I'm saying it right here, Justin Timberlake. I just don't like what he did to He was very bad to Britney. Oh, yeah, no, he's no longer an acceptable sex symbol. Um, he That's also right. cheated on Jessica Alba, or whatever, Jessica <laughs> Beale. Yes, he did cheat on hey, Jessica Alba and Beale. on Jessica Alba, too. <laughs> <laughs> and Jessica Tandy. And Jessica Tandy and Jessica Fletcher. <laughs> That's a deep cut. <laughs> and Jessica Rabbit. Oh my God. I would never cheat on Jessica Rabbit. Call me. Absolutely not. So what kind of uh, hijinks have you been getting into? Well, I know hijinks. My parents, this makes sense, but I'm still like a spoiled child when it comes to my parents the way everyone is i'm assuming even mm, if they're 900 years old like i am but um <laughs> i we my sister first of all my sister didn't tell anyone that she was coming home so my parents had made plans and she was just like um excuse me that's hilarious <laughs> and they're like okay well we won't do our plans now and then she was like great and then they were like well we don't really feel like what we plan to do is go down to the lake where my parents have a pontoon boat but it's actually a, quite a bit of work for my dad usually this is a long story and nobody really cares, but no one's listening. It doesn't matter. My dad's best friend from high school used to have the trailer camper right next to ours, but they sold it when they moved to Florida. So now without Bob, his best friend, it's a lot more work for my dad to like get the boat ready, take it out on the water. He's basically doing everything by himself. And he just doesn't like want to do all that work on his day off, you know? Of course. Especially like not on Father's 64 Day. 64 years old. Yeah. So he just decided that he wasn't going to go out of the lake and didn't tell us. <laughs> oh man. Wow. <laughs> so we just stayed at the house, but it was fine. We stayed at the house. We played with my niece. Um, she is hilarious. Um, and you know, just hung out and watched like every single Harry Potter. That's cute. It is cute, but we usually do that at Christmas. So I don't know what we're going to do at Christmas now, but, um, yeah. So my sister was kind of pissed, but so anyway, I decided to drive her back to St. Louis and I was like, oh, I'll just drive you back to St. Louis in your rental so that you could stay an extra day and you can just work in the car on the way. And then we'll stop, we'll find a lake on the way and we'll swim in a lake. Oh, um, that's nice. Yeah, except for, so it had been like 90 degrees every single day. And then on Monday morning when we're driving back, we wake up and it's like 61 degrees and raining. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, funny. I was like, God is punishing me for something. Uh, so we drove back and then I looked up rental cars and they were like 300 bucks. Whoa! Yeah, because there's like a rental car shortage. Yeah, there is. There's shortage of all kinds of cars. Yeah. So basically, what I learned from my research is that during COVID, all the rental car companies were facing, you know, big trouble because nobody was traveling. Right. So they sold a lot of their fleet. So like basically, there's like one out of every three cars available that there were available pre-COVID. They sold like one third of their inventory. So. Oh wow, that's interesting. There's just like way 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 fewer cars and it's summer and it's just like the demand is there's whatever so i saw the cars were 300 dollars, so i'm like you know what? i'll just fly back it's a super quick flight from st louis to indianapolis it was last minute so it was like 150 dollars, which is like kind of annoying but whatever um then i get to st louis and i go to buy my ticket and the tickets had gone up to 570 dollars. <laughs> oh my man alive that's too much and that's too like, many dollars and they were like 10 hour like flights I, like i would leave at 7 a.m i would go to orlando for five hours and then i would dress, fly from orlando to indianapolis <laughs> so uh -huh. a low, low price of 570 dollars. no so i was like you know what 
I'm just going to take the bus. And yeah. Took the bus from St. Louis to Indianapolis, and it was perfectly fine. It did smell kind of like a toilet, but I feel like that's just kind of what happens. Because yeah. we're, we're a moving toilet, essentially. It that's is just I, one big moving toilet. Do you remember the story of that guy who, like, in Canada who went kind of berserker on the bus and uh, ended up eating somebody, killing them, and then eating them right, right there on the bus? Oh, I do. Oh, my God. I do remember this. It's a very sad story. I just figured I'd bring it down a notch so we were really <laughs> more on my level of yeah, how I'm was, feeling. Luckily for me, I didn't have to sit next to anyone. Um, Nobody ate you. Nobody ate me. Nobody even ate on the bus. Okay, this is a miracle bus experience as far as I'm concerned. Nobody ate on the bus. I mean, we didn't have to wear masks, but they also would like let us bring food on, so it wasn't totally clear what was going on. I did eat a kind bar quickly oh. behind my mask, so I might have broken the rules. Um, and no one ate on the bus. Everyone kept like their volume. Like No one was like listening to music super loud, and only one person was on the phone the entire way. And they were in the back. That's Isn't great. That, it's a miracle. <laughs> that is a miracle compared to my fucking travel experience. So I went to LA. <laughs> yes. Last week. And I had such a fun time. It was really great. Um, but when I was leaving, like, I was like, you know, leaving on a Saturday morning quite early. My flight was at 830. So I got to the airport at 6am. And it was like... A tr- like a scene from like a 80s movie about traveling at the holidays you know really? like yes there was like people you know strangling cats and like punch <laughs> each other in the face and like there was like tiny explosions like and there, there was, was like a, a chainsaw woman there being like Kevin exactly someone <laughs> left their kid at home again get with it lady write yourself a note um <laughs> but it was one of the wildest things ever and like I said I got there at six o'clock in the morning my flight was at 8 30 and I was the last person onto the plane that's how long it took to get through through security through security and checking my bag and the person who was supposed to be squished next to me on the flight out did miss their flight and so I got to spread out and everyone else on the plane had someone next to them except for me they probably got there at 605 exactly that's stressful I do I will say that I do know that I understand that traveling right now is clearly an insane thing to expect to do normally but I just sort of did expect it to be normal because it was car rentals yeah uh, but it's not and it's not going to be normal probably for a while and it's probably going to be fucked up during the holidays too so it's just like I don't want to sound like a spoiled brat but I just didn't think about it <laughs> me neither and, and I'm so stupid I'm, I'm like literally like I'm so dumb like I should have been like oh you can't just like decide to rent a car randomly because also in St. Louis, the car, it wasn't just that the cars were expensive. By the time I realized how much the flights were, I'm like, well, that makes a $300 car seem reasonable. Exactly. There were no cars available. Like I went to every single, like, you know, the orbits, Travelocity, whatever websites. And then I went through individual car rental ships, every single one. And none of them. Budget. Avis. All of them. They're like, sorry, no car is available. Try to change your dates. And I was like, thanks. But I need to go now. Like, change to my work. dates. <laughs> I, I have work. a life. I have a podcast to record that no one's like, going to listen to. I have to move to St. Louis, I think. <laughs> You're like, I guess I live here now. Um, that's, uh, that's very interesting. So then on the way back, 
it was the same experience from LAX, except like even worse. And I had to be bused to a remote terminal that hasn't done, didn't seem to be used since the 1970s. There was like, Uh, it looked like being when I went, I, when I had gotten to go to the UN that time, it kind of looked like the UN. It was like truly both New York terminals, terminals at any time. Am I right? Because New York airports suck. (laughs) Totally. So I get on the plane. It's like a pretty decent flight, whatever. It's fine. And towards the end of the flight, the flight attendants are like, okay, well, this bitchy flight attendant is like, okay, well, um, I just want to let you know that like, we just got word from the captain and there's going to be terrible turbulence. This might be the worst turbulence you ever go through in your lives. So so if I were you, I'd put on my (laughs) seatbelt. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. And of course, I was just like, well, I guess I've come to a point in my life where I'm like, I guess, you know, if, if he dies, he dies. And so Is I he did, you in that scenario? I'm him. <laughs> I'm quoting Die Hard. So Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so are I you did, telling me that you weren't wearing your seatbelt already? Because that's I no, never I never I took wasn't. my seatbelt off. Oh, I never really put it on. Actually, wow. I only put it on if it really gets if it really gets bumpy. But um, so I was watching. I was taking a, a recommendation from you, and I was watching a little uh, film called The Invisible Man, which is stressful. The original with Sam, whatever the Sam, <laughs> yes, the guy from Jurassic. Was Sam Elliott? No. Uh, was Sam Cook? No. I was watching the one with Elizabeth Moss. Oh yeah, it's fine. It's fine, but it's very stressful to watch. Yes. I have an issue with people uh, who are not believed. Like how you said, you know, when people are embarrassed, it makes me very, very, very nervous when someone is like, I swear, you know, they're right and no one believes them. I can't stand it. Ultimate, this film is just what gaslighting is. (laughs) Exactly. If anyone needs, if anyone's wondering if their boyfriend is gaslighting them or girlfriend or partner, uh, the answer, first of all, is yes, of course they are. But just to make sure, you should watch The Invisible Man. Don't so, watch the film Gaslighting, on which the term is based. Right, Gaslight, the 1932, <laughs> no. I forget who's in it, vehicle. Um, just watch The Invisible Man. <laughs> just watch The Invisible Man. And so I'm, like, watching this. I'm like, well, I'm not going to turn this off. I am getting frightened, and it is exacerbating my my terror, but I just kept watching it. And then guess what? Literally nothing happened. There wasn't a single fucking bump in the play everything was completely fine whoa i think they just didn't want to pass out that second round of drinks well i think they wanted that loser who never wears her seatbelt to put her seatbelt on right do you think this whole thing was a scheme like directed towards me and like in the truman show yes really just don't give me another reason to think that the world revolves around me (laughs) you're right you're right i'm just kidding (laughs) it was someone else on the bus or on the bus on the trip whatever that you were in whatever thing you were in yeah, they really make air travel like it's like they wa- they do everything they can before you get on the plane to make you angry. So when you're finally on there and you're trapped and you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're, all your worst instincts are flared up. You're nervous. You're pissed off. You've been taken advantage of financially in every way possible. And you're sitting in a very uncomfortable seat. You're sitting in a seat that just continues to get smaller and smaller and smaller, <laughs> covered in people's farts. And then you have to just like embark in the air with all these people for all this time. And I don't support people like losing their shit on a plane at all. Like be cool. But like it is, they are doing everything they can to get you to lose your shit before you take off. 
I know it's interesting. It's like they want, they just want to put you in a a situation where you will break up with your partner. Uh, (laughs) It's punked. (laughs) It's like one big punked. (laughs) But you had to pay to get punked. Exactly. (laughs) And then the olden days, the olden days when you could drink champagne and everyone could smoke on the plane, plane tickets were like $9 million, which I didn't realize. Really? I didn't realize that either. I thought they would have been cheap, but like, it just seems like, what are we, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Like, when does this stop getting worse? The it would, why thing? would it ever stop getting worse? It just seems so undignified. I feel insulted by flying, to be honest. And and very privileged and lucky to be able to have the means and the uh, c- capability to fly and somewhere to go. But that being said, I also feel highly insulted by the air. <laughs> That's why I love to drive everywhere. Driving to me is, honestly, riding on the bus was so much fun because it's like you're in an airplane, but you get to see all the nature all around you, you know? Yes, of course. And you can also choose to get out if someone has diarrhea next to you in, in their seat. Yeah, you could. Um, but I don't know. The, <laughs> it is a little bumpy sometimes. And we definitely almost killed a woman who tried to cross. Over <laughs> oh, my God. Well, at least they're not serving everyone lasagna. My bus driver my was very funny, though. He First of all, I hadn't ridden a bus in a long time and maybe had never ridden a green. I don't really know. But I didn't. I basically got in line with the reboarders who were supposed to board first and I didn't realize it and he was like oh hon just wait outside here and so I I basically got to skip to the head of the line because of that but this other guy saw that happen and was I could tell very angry um so he wedged himself out the door and in front of me but like so like basically everyone's waiting inside the terminal I'm directly outside the terminal but like a little bit back so that I you know yeah I'm I'm gonna be first in line for the people the regular ticket people sure he, so he stood in front of me and I was just like, whatever, I don't care. And the bus driver, when he finally got to the regular ticketed people, was like, don't stand in front of her. She was here before you. Don't Ooh. ever put your back to a woman. And I was like, okay, wow. well, that makes it sound like I'm going to stab him. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he was just warning him about you. Then he checked my ticket and he was like, get on the bus, cutie, which, you know, is, of course, insulting. But I very yeah. much enjoyed it. Um, Sometimes an insult feels good every once in a yeah. while. You know what I, I mean? Like, I will get on the bus and I am a cutie. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like earlier today, I was at Trader Joe's and the guy who was helping me out, I, I had forgotten to bring a bag from home to the farmer's market because I'm really quite was quite frazzled this morning. And uh, so I needed to get one of their bags and they just put it all in this one very gigantic bag. And it's the so car- heavy. Yeah, so heavy. And the carrots started poking out the bottom. No, not the carrots. The fucking <laughs> carrots started to work against me. I was like, you guys, what's your problem? I'm bringing you home. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat you. Um, what's the big deal? They tried to escape. So anyway, I'm like, I'll duck in and Trader Joe's. I'll buy like one thing and then I'll grab some bags from them. And so the guy was super nice. And he's like, oh, that does look very heavy. He's like, but you're a strong little girl. And I was just like, Whoa. <laughs> but I was like, I am. I felt good. I needed somebody to tell me I'm strong. I was feeling very awful this morning. Normally yeah. I'd be like, go fuck yourself, man. But he was actually quite sweet. And, uh, you know, he, he had the well intent. He was well intended. Yeah. So we're here to tell you guys did you know insults to women are back you can you can do it again do it yeah and call everyone girl even if you don't know what gender they are that's a great thing to do Mm -hmm. and little girls so yes little girl is perfect (laughs) um really really great (laughs) 
This episode is brought to you by Garden Cult, garden design and coaching. Carmen DeVito is a professional garden designer, certified New York State landscape professional, and the founder of Garden Cult. You may also know her from HRN's home gardening videos and our series, We Dig Plants. Garden Cult is a culmination of Carmen's more than two decades of experience designing and building gardens in New York City. Carmen believes that gardens and outdoor spaces should be healthy, environmentally sustainable places that enhance the health of people, nature, and the planet. She knows how to help you maximize the space you've got, help you work with and make the most of the materials, plants, and trees that you already have, and create an outdoor place to use and enjoy for you and your family. Get started at GardenCult.com. For a 15% discount on virtual garden consultations and coaching sessions, use code HRN15 through September 30th, 2021. That's code HRN15 at GardenCult.com. So do you have some Ben Affleck news? Oh, I was wondering when you would ask me. I've been dying to ask. I didn't know. I didn't, I don't want it to be over. You know, it's like Christmas. Like you're so excited for it, but like yeah. then it happens and then it's gone. So I was just waiting. Yeah. Well, um, I might've deleted all my research by looking up dead and loving it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my um, God. That would be terrible. So, okay. Page six has a lot, a lot for us. First of all, A-Rod was spotted out with Ben Affleck's ex-girlfriend. <gasps> Who? Anna Jarmus? No, no. She's like a, for lack of a better word, a nobody. Oh, <laughs> uh- just kidding. Nobody. She's, her name is Lindsay Shookus, okay? And she's like a, a skinny blonde lady that I do sort of vaguely remember Ben Affleck dating, I guess. Anyway. I do too, actually, for some reason. I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I think she's like a booker for SNL or something. Some, I was like, why do I remember them dating? Okay, yeah. Um, so A-Rod had, was spotted out with her, which is, you know, obviously going to stir up the news, but Page Six insists that it was just a meeting of old friends, but you know, weren't we just insisting that about Ben and Jennifer? Totally. This ago? sounds very, 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 very suspicious to me, but they're probably both so devastated that they're just, you know, getting yeah. together to have a good cry. And we already mentioned A-Rod's been eating himself into a stupor. They probably went out for a absolutely good old New York slice. Am I right? Yeah. So then I also finally, I, you know, I'm a little behind the times, but I finally looked up the, uh, the photos of the the proof that they're together. They know? are kissing. Kissing each other. They're kissing each other's mouths. During dinner. Yeah. So I don't, and they have said nothing about it yet, but so I just thought that this article from page six is really funny. So I just <laughs> read Please. a couple of items. First of all, I just want to talk about the fact that they are at Nobu during this as if. Oh, wow. It's the year. What? 2000 yeah like 1999 (laughs) like these guys i mean yes they are i guess that was when they were in their prime was 99 so like typical 50 year olds are like we want to go to know but we are still the best times of our lives (laughs) um yeah so i was just like i think it's lol that they're at the nobu in malibu like snooze fest come on guys that's Um, hilarious but according to page six uh, Lopez, 51, and Affleck, 48, appeared mad about each other during a steamy, smooch-heavy dinner at Nobu. Come on, <laughs> you two. Get a room. Although, also, here's what I was shocked by. They were joined. Okay, I have to finish. I have to read this sentence. 
Although they were joined by the Let's Get Loud singers family. That's how they described Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> As the Let's Get Loud singer. Uh, yeah, that's that's uh, pretty reductive, huh? Uh, although we're told that they were joined by the Let's Get Loud singers family for her <laughs> sister, Linda's 50th birthday, the on-again flames appeared to only have eyes for each other. So... In these photographs that we're seeing, there's an entire birthday dinner going on for someone else, and we just can't see it, which I think is fascinating. <laughs> it reminds me of the time, I don't know why, but it just popped in my head of when uh, me and our friend Sarah Whitman were meeting up for coffee in Fort Green Park early, early one morning on a Saturday, and we're sitting on the benches facing like the dogs or whatever. Oh, yeah. And... Um, she had a very bad hangover, like a level 10 hangover and like was kind of had her head in her hands. She's like, I might throw up, blah, blah, blah. And around me, I'm kind of noticing something also, behind she us. she listens to the podcast, I would never leave the house if I had the hangover. So kudos to her. Very nice. She's a good friend. We did have a plan and she stuck to it. It was very, very nice of her. So she's like smoking a cigarette. I'm like, this is, Ooh. don't smoke a cigarette when you have that bad of a hangover. It's eight in the morning. But she's a, she's committed to her cause of yeah, being an awesome Yeah, she's a real New Yorker. <laughs> she really is. I love her so much. Um, so I'm noticing wrestling behind me, but I'm just trying to focus on her. And then she throws up a dog <laughs> that's running in the dog park, rushes over to eat it. Yeah, delicious. And I look behind us. And then and he a, becomes wasted. <laughs> we were in, yes, and the dog is drunk. I look behind us. Someone's setting up a birthday party all around us. <laughs> yep. We're in the Classic. middle of a child's birthday party. Classic New York scenario. Classic <laughs> fucking four green rich ladies, like just being so committed to getting that picnic table. We're sitting like on a picnic table that they'll set it up around a vomiting hungover woman and her, her sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have some more. I just simply cannot. No, please. Handle this page six the wording, the language that they're using. Um, so there's a picture of them like kissing and hugging and, you know, in, at the birthday party for someone else. Mm. Um, and page six says the hustler star is seen lovingly caressing her bow's face in another shot as the superstars stare into each other's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think stars just shoot out of their eyes and connect into like Ugh. one like laser beam between them? Dude, I just love that they're like the hustler star. And as the superstars, okay, so then moving on, the Gone Girl star, that's Ben Affleck, in case you guys didn't know. <laughs> Can also be seen whispering into Lopez's ear at one point during the meal. Moving on quickly, exclusive video from Family Gathering shows that JLo's kids with ex-husband Mark Anthony uh, were also present for this occasion. The twins made their way over to Affleck and Lopez to show them something on a smartphone. It's no surprise to see Affleck getting together with Lopez's extended family since it's been reported that the Oscar winner has her mother's approval. Apparently oh Ben Affleck... God. <laughs> was really close with Jennifer's mother, Guadalupe. And wow! in further research, I have found out that Guadalupe is thrilled that her daughter is rekindling this romance. But why? He, <laughs> is, the, he is such a loser. Well, why would she be like, thrilled? Dude, my daughter is 51 and single. We, she needs someone. Like Who, there, who else is what there? What else will she do? Fun. She'll yeah. become destitute without him. I'm wondering what the kids... I'm hoping the kids are like running up and showing them a picture of Ben Affleck while he's like hungover and bloated. And they're like, look, it's you. 
<laughs> or it's like him. Page six, she just posted this picture of you guys. <laughs> oh, or like of him crunching the, the Anna de Armas uh, cut out into the garbage. Look what we just found <laughs> on our phone. What are you doing this for? I mean, rumor has it that the Anna de Armas relation was pure publicity anyway. So they just, you know, they were like, hey, will you date her to help her career? And he was like, sure, I'm not doing anything else. It's fine. He's like, I'm just waiting for J-Lo to come back around. I can't believe it. J-Lo, what are you thinking? This is Ben Affleck, the guy from Mallrats. Who was the... <laughs> the guy from Chasing Amy. The guy from Gone Girl, as Paige Chicks just reminded the us. The guy from Reindeer Games. The guy <laughs> from Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> the guy from Geely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Julie's not that bad. What? Also, you know who else is in Geely? J-Lo. So don't maybe bring that up when you're telling her. I know, that's, that's true. What was the movie about Ben Affleck and with all those other whites that we were supposed to feel bad for them? The white the men company movie. Man? The company <laughs> The reason I've seen that movie is because of Kevin Costner. I also it. watched it because of, to, to make myself a pure Kevin Costner completist. But uh, let it me tell you. real bad. That is not a good idea. Whoever decided to make that movie try to make us feel bad for rich white men. But that's I mean, not even it. I was like, I will feel sorry for them if you create a good movie in which sure. I am not manipulated, but am just brought to my emotion naturally. But this, I didn't even try to emotionally manipulate. They just tried to bore us to death. But they were just getting less rich. What I'm saying is like, I would feel bad for them if like one of their loved ones died or like, <laughs> You know what I mean? We were just supposed to feel bad for them because, like, they were getting less rich than they were before. They were already millionaires. Who plays a famous rich CEO has an affair with a younger woman and just gets away with it, and you know loses a little bit of cash. It looks sad. Yeah, and it's it's the Tommy Lee Jones. I love him, by the way. Wonderful, wonderful actor. You know he's really into polo. What? Polo, the game, not the cologne by Ralph Lauren. Still, how do you know that about TLJ? I read, I don't even, I went on like a Tommy Lee Jones, you know, rabbit hole during COVID. Lord knows. Do you think anyone calls him Tom Jones? No, they don't. Because he's a real asshole. So basically he's like a real dick during the interview. And the whole time the interviewer is being like, Tommy Lee Jones, he's a real dick during interviews. (laughs) And I, you know, and here I am interviewing him. But he basically um, is just, a dick but he loves playing polo which i just think is fascinating yeah that is On his really. texas ranch or whatever he's into playing polo that is really funny you know i thought of a funny thing this is totally a non sequitur but this weekend i was talking to my friend alexis and she mentioned like she's like who's that guy his name is bill and i'm like i was like oh uh de blasio no <laughs> i was like yeah i was like billy oh she's like his name is billy i was like billy de blasio Oh, is it Billy Cosby? It's really funny to say people's names who we know as Bill, but Billy. <laughs> Billy, Billy Clinton? Billy Clinton. <laughs> Billy Marr. Billy Crudup is Billy. He's always been Billy. Right, but imagine calling it Bill Bob Thornton. You know, you can't, uh, you're either a Bill yeah. or a Billy. They don't, you Bill can't Crudup. mix it. Bill Crudup, who is that? There's no way. <laughs> also, how did Billy Crudup even make it with a last name called Crudup? That's crazy. <laughs> I know, Crudup is a tough one. He was in that movie too, I think, the company man. Bill Crudup. No, he's been done over. I'm imagining him in it though right now. He would fit right in that white man. Sure, yes. (laughs) Basty white man. Line him up. 
All right. Uh, so what else is happening with these two? Are, are, so they're fucking. We know that. Uh, their kids, their families are loving it. They are eating sushi together. That is uh, from the At Nobu. I just 90s. also, I mean, I've never been to Nobu, obviously. I'm sure it's good. I mean, they're also, I, I would go to like Mr. Chow, though, maybe. Mm, sure. Right? I was just in Malibu, which is sounds very snobby, but it's true. I have to admit it. I was just in Malibu earlier mm-hmm. this week. And uh, I didn't eat, I didn't see them there. Did you go to Nobu? No, I went to, oh, I wanted to tell you a little bit about, do we have any more Ben Affleck news? No, that's all. But I just, you know, I thought reading aloud from page six would take up a lot of time, which it did. And I think we lost a lot of listeners, which is fine. That's that's okay. That's fine. (laughs) Um, So I want to tell you a little bit about the adventure that I had in Los Angeles, mainly the food thing, because when I when I asked people for recommendations and I got such good recommendations that I wanted to put here in permanent marker, mine recommendations for when you go to Los Angeles, a couple of places that I really loved. Okay, great. Okay. Wait, but first, before we start, have you been yes. to Mr. Chow? In I haven't, no. Either New York or Los Angeles? Okay. I haven't, no. That's fine. I haven't either. <laughs> we'll go. We'll go. I would we'll love go. to go. It's so we'll expensive, though. Yeah, it sounds it sounds very fancy. I, I've, I've obviously always thought about it. I think about it every day. But every single day. I haven't yeah. made it there yet. In the shower. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, oh, Mr. Chow, Mr. Chow. Um, so <laughs> that's what I call my vagina. Mr. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you think that's why I'm still single, perhaps? Nope. nope. Hmm, maybe I should change its name. Anyway. Because you're a strong little girl. That's true. <laughs> so a couple of the highlights that I would like to discuss. Uh, went to Guisados for tacos, which were the most delicious tacos I've ever had. Our friend Dan took me there right when I got off the plane. And they're like, I had never had a taco before. It was a corn tortilla, but it was so like soft and supple. It almost tasted like a very thin tamale or something like yeah. that was the texture have you I've ever never, had tacos no, like that i've never wait yes i have but i've never been there oh my god this was so good i loved it that was an echo park and then we went to uh petite Trois, which is a french place and had some of the most just like outrageously delicious really delicious food like an excellent crab cake we had a carrot salad that really spoke to me it was like crunchy it had peanuts in it i won't tell mm. you every dish i ate everywhere but that was great we went to, I, I asked people to kind of send me recommendations for like the old school kind of mid-century Hollywood vibe. And they delivered. Um, we went to Musso and Frank, which was like. You did? Oh, yeah. We had a, we really went all out at Musso and Frank. And it was, it was everything. Like the food was, was good. But really the experience, I have to say, like the service was so friendly and cool. And like the room was gorgeous. I took Dan for their birthday and I mentioned it in when I made the reservation and they gave them a fucking birthday card when we sat down. Oh my God. It was so like, it was so awesome. It really was like <laughs> Just reminds me, Sorry. I just had to sidebar. I have something that I had like kind of forgotten about, which is um, when my very good friend moved from California to New York, one of the first things he's complained about was that the service was so shitty and oh, interesting. We had gotten so used to it that we just, you know, we go to restaurants where it's like, you're like, you know, you need to kind of like know what you're doing. But so, so sometimes you just have like, maybe not bad service in that like, you're not getting what you need, but you're getting like cold, indifferent, cold, yeah. snobby, bitchy service, which is like sort of like the New York thing. And sure. that is also not the way in Indiana at all. Um, 
And I just thought I'd like, I, you know, and Brian's been in town for so long now, we don't never even discuss it anymore. But, um, I just was, when you were saying the service was so warm, I'm like, and it's just like, cause New York, it's just oh, yeah. not a given. It's not warm service for sure. And I'm telling you like this place, like I love Keens. Keens is like my favorite plate. One of my top three favorite places in New York. And, uh, I still love Keens, but this was like, I don't know. There was something about the experience, the service experience here and uh, at another place that I'm going to tell you about where I was just like, man, this is like, I don't know. It just really spoke to me. It was, it was wonderful because the food was fine, but it was just really like the whole experience was just exceptional. Um, and we went out to the desert, uh, in Palm Springs. We rented like a little house, which was really nice for some really quality friend time. And it was yeah. 120 American degrees there. I know I saw you post on Instagram, but that's what, that's what it's supposed to be out there. Um, I do have FOMO right now though. I wish, I mean, I, of course I loved hanging out with my sister, but, um, I haven't really had a California experience. I've been there a couple of times, but very limited in limited ways. So well, you got to come next time. We'll go see Dan. I was already talking to Becky about it. We'll go in the fall. So we should all go out there and hang out with them. That'd be tight. It was really sick. I like really, really, really liked it. Like a lot. I thought it was really a cool place. I was like psyched to be there. We uh, went and my, then my friend Alexis came and met me. Like we, I switched friends. Dan went with their partner and they went up, up north and Alexis came and we hung out and we went to Dantana, which is okay. basically like Bomonti's which is another one of my favorite places, but everything you want, and this is not in any way to, to besmirch Bamonte's, but everything you kind of want it to be, like the food was very delicious. It was right. like- and at Bamonte's, the food is- Not, not so much always. <laughs> and you but it doesn't order. matter though. And it was lively and packed and like smaller. And like, I love the waiters at Bamonte's, don't get me wrong, they're great. But this was like, almost like, it was more theatrical. I mean, I guess you're in LA, right? But it just yeah. felt like it was like, it hit so hard. We had like the best time, like the funnest, the number one funnest time at a restaurant, like ever. It was uh, like, I was shocked. I'm like, I'm having so much fun. Yeah. Well, also like, when was the last time you did that? I know, it was really great. We sat inside, it was like really just so sick. And then we went to- um, Broad Street Oyster Company in Malibu, which was really delicious and like a laid back thing, like in a parking lot. It was really, it was great. Um, like, yeah, it was just, it was so fun. We had such a fun, fun, fun time. Uh, oh, and we went to Jelena in Venice. It was great. Well, we, so my sister and I actually had a really great time at my, my restaurant that I work at. Oh, uh, we just, so I worked during the day and I was so tired, but I went home and like took a disco nap and we went directly back to my job. Um, and it's, it's really funny. So like, I, it was like a super slow lunch. So we were like dead all day. We're just like cracking jokes, having a great time. Um, I tell everyone I'm coming back and I leave, I was gone for one hour and our host who is one of my favorite people, he's like, well, Cole, in the hours since you've been gone, things have really gone to shit. It's <laughs> basically like what had happened was the dishwasher had broken oh, to the no. point where they thought they couldn't fix it. And so they were going to limit capacity throughout the whole night. So they would just be able to handle it washing because there's only one dishwasher there. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's a terrible, terrible thing to happen during service to anyone who doesn't work in restaurants. That's like one of the worst Case yeah, and right during dinner service, like yeah. right when the crush is happening. And then the other thing that happened is that there were a million people sitting on the patio, and there was like a surprise 
thunderstorm basically oh, no. so they had to put everyone from outside inside they had this <laughs> oh no and that was happening like basically like, we got there we got drinks also it was so cute because everyone that works here is so sweet and i've only worked there for like a month but i just everyone is so like just wonderful so i walked in one of the bartenders was like hey nicole what do you want a april spritz because I, I had been drinking those and it, people haven't really been drinking those. So they don't really, they're just like, oh, you drink Aperol Spritzes, you're weird. Um, so he was like, I know you want an Aperol Spritz. And then he made one for us. And then we went outside to wait and it started thunderstorming. So we just hovered underneath this little rooftop that goes into the private dining room. And then another server was just doing a private event. And then she came outside and she was like, how are you guys doing? You can come in here. And we're like, now we're fine. Um, and they finally seated us inside and the server who was our server started when I started, when they, they, to- they literally told us we would have like one hour a week as hosts only. And now we're both servers. Um, but she is newer to like wine service. And I being like a diva had found a wine on our list that I really liked that I wanted to order. Um, that was like not on the list. She had to go downstairs and get it and had a wax top and she wasn't used to Oh no. So she was like so nervous and then the cork broke and I was like, dude, it's totally fine. Nobody cares. I was like, just go back in and like whatever. But it was like cutest service. We got they have, the food there is delicious, but they have such an interesting menu. So we got literally like an iceberg wedge, mm. um, a white, like a white spaghetti um, and uh, a corn bisque, a chili dog. Wow. And, Excuse and, like, me. <laughs> Did you get like an enema too? I mean, what else do they serve at this place? That sounds just, like, great. It, it sounds all over the map, but everything's really well done. And I was like, we have to get this chili dog because I simply must. Try was it, it great? It was delicious. Mm. Um, it came with this really spicy mustard. It was just like the most fun. And then for dessert, we got chocolate sorbet and two whiskey needs, which I also felt bad because I was like, whatever you recommend. And she was like, I asked everybody and they're out of what they recommend. <laughs> I was like, just, it doesn't matter. Just That's cute. I know it was so cute. That's cute. That sounds like really fun. And, and I then, can't wait to go there with you when I get there because I'm visiting soon. You are visiting soon. I'm also very, even more cute is I, um, afterwards you can get up on the roof because the private dining room, the private event room is actually an apartment upstairs. Um, but there's a full open kitchen in there. So they do like private smaller events up there, but you can access the roof. So basically the private dining was done as soon as we were done eating. And so one of the servers was like, Hey, come on the roof. And so we went on the roof and had a cigarette on the roof. And then we came came back down and a bunch of us came and went to this little bar around the corner that everybody goes to. And it was like the cutest. And we all got poured, eventually rained down poured on also during that time. That sounds great, Nicole. And you know, I'm just so happy to know that you're like having some fun and hanging with some some buds out there. Yeah. Um, It was really cute. Everyone that I work with is so sweet. And Yeah. yeah. That's, That's really great. Um, and chili dogs. And so chili dogs. Oh, <laughs> which brings me to my next thing I want to talk about about food. I wanted to read you something about um, Andrew Yang eating. And this is taken <laughs> from this is taken from a January 21st, 2021 article, but it really gave me such a chuckle because I don't remember this happening. But Apparently, he, like, went into a grocery store and tweeted, uh, he tweeted, New York City loves its bodegas. The 14,000 bodegas are vital to our city. Let's support them and keep them open. Thumbs up, heart, uh, empire, or Statue of Liberty emoji. Wow. 
Okay, but the thing about this is, is that he is in a grocery store. (laughs) And so (laughs) Ellen Barkin, who is truly America's sweetheart. I love Ellen Barkin. Writes in a tweet back, Dear Mr. Yang, you're in, comma, what New Yorkers call, comma, a grocery store. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Who's going to tell him, chimed in Senator Jessica, State Senator Jessica Ramos, who represents Corona Queens. Another commenter didn't mince words. Quote, bruh, this ain't no bodega, this a whole ass supermarket. (laughs) 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 A sheepish Yang replied after thousands of people had logged on to dunk on him. Quote, ha ha, I love New York, smiley face. (laughs) He, have you seen the meet or the tweet about him being a robot? It's like, I am Andrew Yang. I gave my dog away. Have you tried Brooklyn ice cream? Error, error, error. <laughs> no, but I have to read you this next part. In addition to the bodega discourse, the video filmed at Seven Brothers Famous Deli in Hell's Kitchen was roundly criticized for being awkward, cringy, and pandering. Quote, it wasn't about whether he was in a deli or a bodega. It just seemed phony, says Eric Phillips, who from June 2016 until April 2019 served as press secretary to Mayor Bill de Blasio, who had his own food-related foibles while eating pizza with a fork and knife and failing to use use chopsticks correctly. (laughs) (laughs) And dropping a groundhog, I would also like to mention... And dropping a fucking groundhog and stepping on it and killing it. Mm-hmm. And also dropping the ball in general. Yeah, and also dropping, yeah, everything. What a, I can't. We can't turn this into a de Blasio cast. <laughs> Billy de Blasio. Billy de Blasio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, I just really thought that was so funny. Yeah. Wild anyway. Billy Hickok. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's all just pray and hope that Andrew Yang does not become our mayor because then I will have to leave New York City. Could you From- believe? I don't think he has a shot though, right? Yes, he does have a shot. And really? In all seriousness, I find him to not, I'm not just like, oh, I don't like, I find him to be absolutely disgraceful. Oh, and I, I uh, posted something today in my Instagram stories. I told you this already about him being a disgrace after he tweeted about uh, how in his words, homeless people are, are, or no, mental, Ill, mentally, mentally ill people, Ill people yeah. are uh, ruining New York for the tourists who see them and don't want to come back. I mean, honestly, dude, like, if this is what you're saying out loud, like, what are you saying in private? Like, that also, is just so fucking that's true, bad. the Statue of Liberty would have closed years ago in the 80s when the homeless crazies were really out there. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, like, also, also, like, he, I don't know if you could go to the sexual liberty in the You 80s. don't speak. <laughs> yeah, you can't anymore. You don't speak for us, dude. Like defending Israel, like defending the police. I mean, he's like, tr- I don't understand what this man. I mean, he really, he's just an example of what a liberal is. Someone who is puts a rainbow flag on them and is also just dropping bombs. You know what I mean? Like he's really a bad, a bad dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't stand for anything because he's just trying to get, he's just looking for power. Like Poot, Poot Buttigieg. <laughs> like his best friend, Poot Buttigieg, who we found out wasn't eating buffalo wings in that famous picture of him. He was eating a cinnamon roll. Cut up into tiny pieces. <laughs> he's eating it like a vole. 
It's so weird though, because it, so he cut it up into tiny pieces, but he's still using both hands to eat it. There's so much to unpack. <laughs> Good Lord, call into the show, Buddha Judge, please. Just kidding, please don't, don't call. Lose my number. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's like kind of too much to handle. I already feel stretched and emotionally, and then I think about Andrew Yang or really any of the mayoral <laughs> candidates. They're all awful. Um, what about a, a Maya, Maya Wiley, the one that everybody's like, yeah. That's who I voted for. Um, I ranked <laughs> her number one. Um, oh, actually, I really want Diane Morales, but she's you know doesn't really have a shot, so I didn't feel like. This reminds me of, I sent um, a text to my friend because um, I was like, did you vote for Wiley? I haven't been paying attention. And then I was like, or did you rank her in your top five mayors or whatever? And then I said, again, because she did not respond to any of this, um, for the record, my top five mayors of New York City are Boss Tweed, Hillary Clinton, <laughs> Ebenezer Wilson, Bethany Frankel, and JFK Jr. <laughs> That is amazing. And I regret that I didn't write in JFK Jr. because he would have been the best mayor of New York City ever. Bless his soul. Beth Ebenezer Wilson is a real mayor. Um, he was a mayor during the colonial times when they only had one year term. So he was a mayor in like 1710 or something. Wow, that's a fucking deep cut, bro. That's mad funny. And Bossfeed was never the mayor. I'm sure everyone knows that. But uh, I ranked uh, Milo Wiley, uh, Morales, and Paperboy. Oh, yay. That's I sweet. want Paperboy to be the mayor. Everyone are like, like, oh, you want Paperboy to be the mayor? He has no experience and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, look at all these people that have experience. Yeah, what are they doing? They, they fuck do fucking up. shit. They eat shit from the cops all the time. And you know what? Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck them. Fuck everybody. Why has New York City never had a good mayor? That's what I'd like to know. I know this is a mayor podcast. <laughs> well, they've never had a female identifying mayor, which I thought, I thought that there was a woman who was the mayor of Brooklyn. But what do I know? No. Maybe I should run for mayor. Can you be the mayor of Brooklyn? You can't. No, you can't be the mayor of Brooklyn. But you can be the borough president. Yeah, that's right. You can be the mayor of Easttown, though. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Which I still still haven't finished. Bev, don't let me, don't tell me if mayor dies. (laughs) Oh, it's mayor. She's the killer. She's the killer. Yeah, the phone call is coming from within the house. God All right. damn it. On that note. Um, yeah, thanks for listening to this complete ramble fest. I know that this must have been difficult to get through, but I hope that you had some nuggets of laughter. So who are you speaking to right now specifically, the one one listener in your mind? Every, I'm just like trying to be like a generalist. Like what if we have a new listener today? Oh, got it. If you're new to this show, I apologize. If you're new to this show, I would not recommend starting with this episode it's too late now because it's the end but <laughs> if you're new to the show and you're ben affleck or allison roman or andrew yang or uh billy crudup mm. justin timberlake any of the people who we've dragged through the month australians today, australia the country Which, by the, the way continent. i do not those, those are zara's own opinions they do not reflect my my agreed i'm gonna put an asterisk on that because i actually have two very dear friends uh who are australian um the sturgises i I love them so they're great australians although i don't normally think of them as australian and also my friend janet's husband is an aussie and he's well we don't need to to hear the whole list of people another australian that i love is (laughs) mel gibson i love his politics oh man that reminds me though i just watched lethal weapon one and two last night and damn he was hot in his prime i'm sorry yeah. i don't know if it's bad to say that but he looks it's not. so good 
You're killing me, Riggs. All right. Um, let's get out of here before something bad happens. Yes, always. Hasta la pasta. Bye-bye. Bye. Life's Banquet is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Or connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, and more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click at the heart at the top right of our homepage. And thanks for listening.